Last week we talked about Revelation chapter 5, and I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne of the scroll written inside, and on the back sealed with seven seals, and I saw the strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. These were the seals that only God knew what they said, and it's amazing because last week we were speaking about the seals of the seven seals, and they couldn't be read until the seals had been opened up. Now the scroll apparently contained the judgment, judgments and the redemption seen in later chapters, okay? And that was uh, what we were talking about, the worthy, who was worthy to take the scroll <laughs> and to open its seals because only Jesus Christ was the worthy lamb to take the seal, uh, I mean the, the scroll, and that's what we talked about, the four living creatures and the 24 elders and how they fell down before the Lamb. And it was radical, and I still wanted to cover more of it. But this week, I want to go ahead and get into chapter 6 of Revelation. Because chapter 6 is a radical section that details the false messiah the Antichrist, now we're coming into chapter 6, and this is where he begins to open the scroll. <laughs> wow, I'm excited. So the Lamb takes the scroll, and now here we are in chapter 6, and now in chapter 6 he begins to open the scroll, and he says, um, you know, uh, Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we uh, ask that you, Lord, speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Lord, only you are able to uh, reveal, Father, what you want today. So, Lord, have your way in your name, Jesus. Amen. Wow. Amazing. So, here we are, you know, he's now ready to open the scroll. And, and it says, now I saw when the Lamb... Chapter 6, verse 1, open one of the seals. Now, the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a, with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked, and I beheld, behold a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. So, it's amazing because I had a dream that, uh, first of all, let me say this. In, uh, so, the first thing, let me say this. And so, the first thing that, that takes place upon the earth, okay, once the church has been taken out, the moment the first seal is broken, boom, the Antichrist comes forth on a white horse. He's the false Messiah, the false Christ, and he begins to conquer over the earth, bringing the earth under his sphere of power and control. And so, this is what we're told, you know, in the Bible, but because we're told, uh, and again, to prove that Satan is still in control of the world, we're told in Revelation 13 that Satan will give to him 
his throne and his authority. So he is going to turn the earth basically over to the Antichrist. And this is where the first thing after the church is gone. And this is what happens because Paul says in Thessalonians, uh, 2 Thessalonians, um, he's talking about the Antichrist and he can't, and, and, and he can't come forward, he cannot come forth until the church is out of the way because uh, this is the, uh, uh, he's, you know, that's what it says, that, that says something about hindering, yeah, it says hindering shall hinder until taken out of the way and then shall the son of perdition be revealed. So he can't be revealed, listen believers, uh, until this evil force is removed, which, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, he can't be, it can't be removed until uh, the spirit of God within the church of Jesus Christ. Once, once, basically once, once what happens is, okay, he can't be revealed until the hindering of this evil force is removed. Okay. Not, not the church, but the, you know, the devil, but but the spirit of God within the church of Jesus Christ has to be removed. So the church has to leave, understand, the church has to leave, be raptured. And that's what we saw in chapter 4. I preached about the door opening and we talked about Harpazo. So the church is going to be caught up of a twinkling of an eye. The rapture will happen. And then we believers will be transformed and taken away and raptured. This is what the Bible teaches. This is what I believe. And so the Antichrist almost sound like Scooby-Doo, bad allergies. So the Antichrist basically is going to come. He's already here, but he's going to come when the church is the Holy Spirit, when the Lord, the goodness, the radical, the awesome church, the, the church of Philadelphia is taken away. Because God, uh, you know, rejoices in purifying influence. And so, you know, this is what he wants. This is what's happening. And this is what Revelation teaches. So, listen to this, my friends. I had a dream that I was in Jerusalem. Well, of course, I studied there and lived there. But I was on Mount Olives and I saw three horses coming up to me. And there was rockets and missiles going everywhere. And the horse came up to me and the white horse came up to me and he threw a sword down and, 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 and the rider on the white horse had a sword, a beautiful sword that said, Lord of Lord, King of Kings in Hebrew. I believe he was either the Antichrist, the Antichrist, or, or it could be Jesus Christ in the Revelation chapter 19, uh, in the end where Christ is on the horse. Either way, uh, it's, it's a sign that, for me, that Christ, the white horse, you know, is conquering. A lot of people think it's Christ, but, you know, it, it can be considerably delayed because this is the Antichrist, uh, you know, the de delusion. If you look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, you'll see. And so the bow indicates that the rider is a warrior, okay? And the crown suggests that he's a ruler, all right? So 
<laughs> You'd be confused if you didn't know the Bible, believers. But let me tell you this. We're living in the time where the enemy is roaming the earth. He wants to get us caught away from the good things that God wants us to do. And he wants us to lose hope, the enemy. And we're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. It talks about the salt and preserving the influence. Jesus said that we're the salt of the earth. And so we can't lose the, the, the favor, the, the, the flavor, the salt. We can't lose the savor. It's, it's, it says that if the salt loses its savor, then it's good for nothing. And it'll be cast out in the trodden under the foot of man. So if you look to those nations that have fallen through this communism that's going on, and every one of them, you know, the churches had died, but as far as the influence was concerned, it was dead. But the salt lost its, its savor. There's a lot of churches that lose its lose savor. And I used to look, well, you know, I used to eat, years ago, I would, I would uh, cook a steak. You're thinking, what does a steak have to do with this? It has a lot to do with it. Jesus wants us believers to not lose our savor. He wants us to be the light. He wants us to be the way. Jesus wants us to set examples and lead for him. If we lose that, then we've lost everything. And I had a dog years ago. I would cook my, my steak and he would look at me and his mouth would just drizzle with slobber and ugh, he could smell the steak. And I'd look at him and and he just wanted to taste it. I mean, you could tell. And I felt so bad for him, I cut, I cut it in half and I let it cool down. I threw the steak to the dog and he caught that steak so fast and just began to eat it like it was, it was uh, the last piece of meat on earth. That was the last piece of meat. It went, and he, he swallowed it almost like whole, like a Frisbee, boom, right down his throat. And God told me, God told me, if the salt on that steak loses its favor, the steak will not be preserved anymore and the steak will rot. We will rot as believers if we lose the salt that Jesus is talking about. And so we have to be like Christ. And it's hard. I get it. We're sinners. It's not easy. You wake up and you you feel, I mean, for me, I feel pain in parts of my body I haven't felt you know, anywhere as you get older, it's, <laughs> I think you know that feeling. But as believers, we're called to serve one another. And here, the church is the only preserving influence in the world today. And if it were not for the church, even the United States would not exist because we're going to be hated. People are not going to love us in the end, it says. And we have to rejoice knowing that Christ is going to take care of us. 
And so we're not good for anything if we lose that that the savor that Jesus is talking about. It's good for nothing. The Lord, the Lord is saying that you're only good for one thing, and that's preserving the world. The moment the church is removed, that preserving influence is gone, and right on the scene, here comes the Antichrist. Boom. And so this is what we're talking about and it's 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 this, it's the white horse i believe i believe it's the antichrist i believe that the antichrist is already here there'll be a one world government the bible talks about it there'll be a uh itching ear message we see that through a lot of tv programs uh <coughs> cliff o'dollar <coughs> excuse me i'm sorry we see a lot of evangelists, false prophets that James chapter 3 talks about. They only want your money so they can fly in their Lear jets and have parties and pretend that they're sober when the airplane lands. And they get off these airplanes and they have the money dance. And they have the $100 throw the money in the church dance and, you know... That's not like all the churches. There are so many good churches out there, believers. Don't mistake what I'm saying for the true church. There are very, don't look at the church in a whole. And I see a lot of believers, they say that, oh, I ain't going to church because all I want is my money. No, you don't want to go to church because you don't want to submit to what Christ has called you to be. And so, anyways, the uh, order of this chapter is where God's going to remove the church before the Antichrist comes. And verse 3, uh, will the second seal, the conflict on earth. <laughs> we can see a lot of that happening now. But it says, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see another horse. Fiery red went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to uh, take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. And so he opens the, seal, the second seal, and he, I heard the second creature say, come and see, and there went another a horse, and I remember we just read that, but that was red, and power was given to him. And he that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, from the earth, and they should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. And when the third seal was broken, I heard the third living creature saying, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he who sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four cherubims uh, say, A measure of wheat for uh, for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So here we're going to have a famine. <laughs> you're thinking you're crazy. You're laughing. I have a pastor Bob. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He had that. He had this dream in 2019. He said, "Hey, there's going to be this." I had a dream of the third seal. Third living creatures say, come, come see, you know, he saw a, a fam, he saw a big famine with the wheat. Listen to this because, because 
the third horse unleashes the famine which follows the war. <laughs> Where are we at today? No, I'm just kidding. But of course, if such a horrible thing should take place, right? You know, a, a nuclear war? I mean, it's possible. It would be a nuclear, nuclear, it would be, a, a, it would be horrible. But I don't believe the church will be here when it happens. It, it, you know, I, I believe that such thing is, it's, you know, it's, it's probably in, in the, in the, in the future books, but you know, like Ezekiel and Ezekiel 38, 39 and Daniel, but there's going to be a, there'd be a, there would be a big fallout, which would destroy the crops as far as they've, as, as being edible. And they don't want to do that. They want to eat the, the food. They, they, do you know that there is, uh, I wrote this down. Let me see this. There, there is 1.402 billion Chinese people. Yeah. It's from t in 2020. Okay, and, and, and in 2013, there was 1.357 billion. So they keep, man, they keep going. Nobody talks about that, huh? They're going to be hungry for that food. So they're not going to destroy the crops with nuclear bombs right now. They want that food. They need to eat. And China and Russia and all the other countries are not, they, they need to eat that wheat. You know that, by the way, uh, you know who produces a lot of wheat? Ukraine does. And isn't it so funny that Russia is in Ukraine right now, you know, trying to purge that land for them, them crops. You know, they don't want to nuke it. No. They want to shock and awe, bomb them, get them out so that they can have that wheat, grow their, their, their barley, and have their vodka and their beer. And that's the wheat. Is you know where where that's what they want. You can see the future happening when the church is taken out. You see the third horse unleashes the famine, which follows the war, of course. Here and then you see, <clears throat> excuse me. You see a measure of wheat is about a quart of wheat, and a penny is a day's wage for a, a laboring's man. And what what are laborers getting today about, huh? So you know. Basically, whoever's going to have the wheat in the end is going to be the richest person. So what do you think he's doing? So they, they you know, you see, uh, you know, the richest man in the tribulation is, uh, is just going to buy a bunch of wheat and store it. And when it takes place, so basically, uh, you know, I'm not going to be here. Uh, this is, uh, I'm waiting for the rapture. And so, this is what he's talking about. And you get these uh, people, they, they preach, they don't understand what they're talking about here, but this is, this is what's going on. We see this happening, we see it happening, uh, the, we see it now. And so basically you're saying, well, what are you saying here, Pastor? What I'm saying is, don't lose your savor. Don't use the, the, the flavor and the savor God gave you, bro. Well, sister... Occupy until Jesus comes back. Because this is what's happening. This is what is going on. The fourth seal is, you know, he said, I heard the, uh, the fourth seal, he says, uh, 
let me read this first. It says, And I looked, and behold, a black horse. And when he sat on it, it had a pair of scales in his hand. This is what verse 5 says. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil or the wine. So we talked about that. We talked about how in the end they're going to want this, you know, these are the, uh, the plagues are going to be happening because we see the fourth seal, the widespread death on earth. We see, you think coronavirus was bad. <laughs> you think, you think that was bad. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the, of, of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. And so I looked and behold a pale horse and... The name of him who sat on it was death and Hades. Followed with him and the power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger and death and by the beasts of the earth. Wow, what a rotten way to die. Hungry. Basically, when the fourth seal is open, you know, basically, these plagues... On, on uh, these plagues, one-fourth of the Earth's population will be wiped out. I mean, <laughs> just think about it. But the church is going to be taken out, okay? And what, maybe 7 billion people are on Earth, or 10 billion? So that, that means that, the, that in the first four... Of the horsemen or the second through the fourth one, the fourth and one. So no, that's like, yeah, that's going to be one fourth. Yeah, that'll be about one fourth of the population that's going to be destroyed. That's awful. That's awful. I know. I get it. It's a lot of people. And, and, and it's going to happen, man. It, you know, and then the fifth seal is going to happen. You're going to see, it's going to, we're not going to see any of this. This is the, this is, we're going to be raptured, man. So when he had opened the fifth seal, he said, I saw under the altar the souls of them which were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was told to them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also in their brethren that shall that should be killed as they were as they were should be fulfilled revelations chapter 6 verse 9 through 11 so here's a group not the church who have been martyred during this period of the reign of of the antichrist so now when the antichrist comes forth to reign upon the earth he'll make war against the saints and prevail against them and the scripture tells us that they could not that, that they cannot be the church because the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. But when the church is raptured, I believe that the earth is going to experience one of the greatest revivals in its history. Think of all your friends and and basically that you've witnessed to and they just laughed and, and made fun of you. <laughs> but when it actually takes place, these things that you've been sharing with them, it's going to be remembered in their minds. It's going to be sobering on the day for them when they're, they're going to realize what a fool that they had been. And 
They're going to be like, oh, dang, man. Woo! And when the Antichrist begins to establish his reign and authority, his power, well, I hope they'll have enough sense to resist him because their death, I'm talking about, because he's got the power to put to death to those who, who, who do resist. That in those that refuse to take the mark, the ownership of the image, the mark of the beast, but through their martyrdom, at least they will be gaining their salvation. Listen, believers, it's happening. We're going to get raptured and there's going to be a great number of souls that are under the altar and they're going to be crying, Lord, how long until we can come? Come in before we can take our part in the heavenly scene. And they are given white robes, robes and told to wait a little wait, just wait a little longer until the rest of them are slain as you were slain until the full numbers of martyrs have been complete and they and then they will be brought into the heavenly scene which we do see them in the later portion in chapter 7. This is what Pastor Chuck Smith taught me as he discipled me. This is what he taught other believers. And I believe this is what's going to happen. And we're going to get into the sixth seal next week. But Father, we come before you. We thank you for this, for, uh, uh, this day, Lord. And... We know, Lord, in the sixth seal, Father, that there's going to be great earthquakes and the sun's going to become black and sackcloth. Sackcloth of hair like the moon, Lord. We know this. And the stars of heaven will fall on the earth, Father, as the fig tree drops in, late, in its late figs. So, Lord, I, I lift up people right now that, that don't understand. But what we need to do is become more like you, Jesus. We ask this in your name. Amen. Listen, you guys... Revelation is not a, a scary uh, letter. It's a love letter that Jesus brought John on the island of Patmos. And he's saying, look, be ready. Be able. Take my word and bring it to people who don't know me, Jesus said. Get my word out. The word is, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for Israel because they are the sealed of Israel in chapter 7, the tribes of Judah and so forth, the 144. We're going to see what Jesus really wants in our lives. You know, I have so, I've done so many funerals and today we're here, tomorrow we're gone. Let's be on fire for Jesus and show the world that we love Christ. Let's be more doers and let's be more like Christ. Let's hold down the fort until the Lord comes back. We need to get out there, church. Believers, if you're struggling right now, I'm, I pray for you. Find a beautiful church. Find a nice Baptist church. Find a beautiful church. Go find an awesome non-denominational church that teaches God's word verse by verse. Take your concordance with you. And check it with my website. Look, God loves you guys. And he really has a plan for you. And I'm not just saying that and uh, taking your donations. I don't receive donations. It's against what I do. I have a heart for people. But there's many churches that God wants you to get involved in and fellowship. Don't forsake the gathering. The virus, the coronavirus... 
it's under the radar now. Go enjoy Christ and uh, receive Him, love Him, and share with others. And remember, Jesus loves you. Don't give up on praying for your husband, wives. Husbands, don't stop praying for your wives. Um, God has a plan for you. We're living in the days now where the Antichrist is getting ready. He's here already. Soon the rapture will take place. The church will be taken out. And we will. some people will be left behind. And know this. The day of wrath. Romans 5.9 says. Uh, the great day of his wrath. The wrath of the Lamb. It is comforting to note that 1 Thessalonians, Revelations 5.9, that God has not appointed us unto wrath. But Paul also declares that Romans 5.9 says that we have not been appointed unto wrath. The day of his wrath has come, which means we cannot be here because we have not been appointed unto wrath. But the earth is going to experience the great judgment as the day of God's wrath does come upon the earth and we will not be here but believers we can get other people ready so that they don't have to see the wrath of God Jesus loves us there's always a way out and he loves you guys and I love you guys too God bless you guys and thank you for logging on and growing in his word next week we're going to finish the chapter uh, uh, 6 we're going to finish up that seal and then we're going to go on to chapter 7 man the seal of Israel God bless you guys and remember Jesus loves you.